Hi, everyone. Welcome to Meet the Rockadopolis. I'm Yes Like Rockadopolis. And I'm Lance Rockadopolis. And today we're going to talk about our experiences at a femdom themed event at one of our local BDSM clubs. So this is a recurring event, and we had gone to a previous one a year or so ago. And it's run by a group of people who promote a variety of femdom events in the area. In addition to the club event, they also have sloshes. But the event is interesting because the evening is more or less structured around what they call a parade of possibilities. This is where submissive men would gather in the back room awaiting their turn to present themselves to the women. The last time we went, they had these three classifications for all the subs participating. The first of which is available to play. The second is to be in service, ostensibly to like retrieve food or drinks. And the third one is to be eye candy. So the last one would be good for me because I'm not allowed to play with other doms. So look, but don't touch. So basically, you're the eye candy. Yeah, that's not a modest thing to say about myself, but <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, you could be better eye candy at some point, just saying. Thank you, Master, for those words of encouragement. So we had gone to what I think was the first event, and it was really pretty fun, relatively speaking. At that one, I didn't let Lance participate in the parade, but it was fun watching all of these nude and semi-nude men display themselves one by one, kind of like a pageant, really, like a beauty pageant. And then the idea is that there's a play party that is highlighting and encouraging femdom play specifically. And it ended up being a pretty good party. Yeah, and I'd like to mention that their definition of femdom is heavily tied to the loose or fluid definition of gender prevalent these days. Femdoms at this BDSM club include any female presenting person. And even then, I think that there was not a really um, strong rule against men and men topping mm -hmm. at the event too. So if you've been listening to the show for a while, you may recall that there have been one or two times when I've expressed negative feelings toward the so-called kink community in general. But we wanted to do an episode on this particular event for this particular podcast, but I was still kind of dreading it. From early on in my so-called explorations, I really did not feel like I belonged in the kink community, per se. And when I started out, I was pretty sad that I didn't see myself in that community, that that wasn't a place where I was going to feel comfortable. And of course, the kink community is filled with rules, and I'm not a rules person, <laughs> But none of that actually stopped me from playing privately and finding relatively long-term partners and then finding Lance. So anyway, for this event, first I decided that I wasn't going to play with anyone and that I was just going to observe what was going on, basically in order to get ideas for our own purposes. What would a community that we created look like and how would it be much, much better 
than the current kink community. And of course, I also wanted to try out a few of the pickup artist techniques that we had talked about in the previous episode, really just for the hell of it. Yeah, so first of all, we were late and we missed the parade of possibilities. I had some family commitments that prevented us from leaving at a time that would allow us to get there on time. But I wasn't too disappointed at that because I dread speaking in front of people. And that's one of the requirements for the subs to basically present themselves. Secondly, like just just mentioned, I could lose a few pounds. Um, I want to be able to do this completely naked because I want to prove to myself that I can talk to people completely naked and vulnerable as a slave should be. I'd also like to prepare a nice speech about slaves and the commitment and service attitude that they need to bring and what a slave means to me. So basically proselytize your views. Right. I also want to promote the fact that we are looking for additional slaves to join our polyandrous household. And finally, that would be a great time to express that Yislike and I would like to talk to people who believe and participate in power exchange relationships. It would be nice to know what others are trying or how they are living the life that we want for ourselves. So to get that feedback would be nice. But since we missed that opportunity, I will have more time to prepare my speech should we go next month or some other time. So the first thing that I noticed at the event was that it was an entirely different group of people than the people we had seen there frequently than the last couple of years. I didn't recognize anyone from munches or other play parties or mm-hmm. sloshes. And part of that is that we haven't been super active in those munches, etc. But the second thing I noticed was how many of them looked like adults and were acting like adults. <laughs> This is a BDSM club, so it's it's not like children are usually uh, invited to participate. But I, I get what you're saying. Like um, we're significantly older than the typical, or at least what we've seen as the typical crowd. By adult, what I actually mean is having a degree of maturity, mm-hmm. right? Not just physical maturity, but mental maturity, emotional maturity, and at least a modicum of cultural literacy, a strong sense of self, things like that that come with age, if you're lucky. And in the past, I haven't seen those traits very often in the kink community in general, But this time, it felt like there was some kind of sea change in the kink world, and everyone suddenly grew up, shockingly. People actually grow up. Some of them do, anyway. Then the third thing I noticed was how many people were actually playing. Right, and the thing that struck me was how hard they were playing. There was one couple on stage that was doing a CBT thing, and this poor sub was screaming his head off, and and she was not letting up for one second. The dom next to them was beating her sub with a rose-shaped tip flogger very, very vigorously. I have not seen that level of intensity at a club. 
It's usually just some lackadaisical swinging of a flogger and the subs overreacting. It usually seems to me like so performative. And so soon after we got there, this handsome 30 something looking guy comes up and starts talking to me. Yeah. Would you say a Matt Damon type? That's what he looked like to me. No, I didn't see Matt Damon in him. Um, He kind of had a preppy vibe and was very nice and nothing like, you know, a kinkster really. But he was. But he came across as being much more um, maybe conservative, at least in dress and demeanor. But um, unfortunately, at that point in the evening, my pickup artist plan had completely dropped out of my mind. It was like my brain had automatically defaulted to the negative mindset that I had been bringing to our visits to that club and others for years. Sort of like you were on autopilot. And I mean, when it comes down to it, the reason why I had that negativity was because I really have needed and continue to need to be forcefully clear that I'm only interested in 24-7 TPE and that I do not play casually, normally. I mean, and I have to be forceful about that because people will either ignore that when I'm talking to them on FetLife, (laughs) right, or in person, or just pretend that they are going to agree to TPT and then they'll just ghost me or whatever, right? It's, It's very odd. And that's why like, I end up being aggressive about it. So I was being kind of aloof with the guy. Not rude, but not inviting. Minimally civil. But I really wish that Lance had pulled me aside and reminded me of our plan for the evening, which was to approach people and, you know, be nice. I thought she was reticent to engage with him because he was very young. And he called himself a switch. So based on your previous statements, we are looking for slave husbands, not kinksters. So in the past, you've stated that you don't want to play casually. That is very clear to me. Also, only experienced submissives or slaves meet our requirements. So young men in general are problematic in that they cannot, in good conscience, commit to a total power exchange relationship. So a play session was not something that I thought you'd be interested in doing. It also kind of depends on what you mean by young, because 40 could be young. And in fact, we have had encounters with 40-year-olds who acted like 20-year-olds. So, you know, there's maturity beyond biological age. So Lance and I hung out in the play area watching people for a while until a bondage cross came available. How was that play session for you, Lance, when we got on the cross? It was a little distracting with all the noise, all the screaming going on. Um, But you warmed me up very well. And the level of intensity just kept building up. So you beating my butt and back, leaving nice marks with the single tail. That's always nice. But then you insisted that I turn around to be bound to the St. Andrew's cross facing you. And... You wanted to whip the hell out of my poor penis head, and so you did just that, causing me to whine like a little baby. Penis head. Like a little (laughs) penis head. And that's not my proudest moment. I 
was a little <laughs> bitch about it. Well, he didn't call a safe word. He didn't tell me to stop. You know, I think that you were fine. Mm-hmm. I think that you took it well. So I contributed to the ambient noise. <laughs> it did remind me of when we were at DomCom LA and I was doing that on the bondage cross in the tiny little dungeon room that mm-hmm. they had. And one of the Angelinos girls was there. And I remember her saying very clearly, what kind of a psychopath does that? Meaning me <laughs> turning him around and beating him on the head of his penis. So after the play session, we sat on a couch together and the handsome young guy came over and we chatted a bit more and then he left. And as soon as he left, that's when I realized that I could have practiced my pickup artistry on him. And I was so pissed off at myself for forgetting. But, you know, after a while, I sort of recovered and started talking to an older guy And I ended up having an impact session with him. And that was great. And I'll probably play with him again. And so we left the club around 1130 and went home and drank a bunch of wine and debriefed, which in itself was interesting because normally we would have just gone right to bed. You know, and I think that that is just because it was that specific femdom event And so we're definitely going to go next time and see if it'll be as fun. And I also realized how many opportunities there had been to make some kind of connection with different people. There were a ton of people that I could have, quote unquote, tried to pick up, that I could have approached. Cool people. I wanted to. Like, I remember sitting there when we first got there and, God, I wish that guy would come up to me and ask for a play session when the whole point was that the women were supposed to do that. So of course the men weren't doing that. And that was such a missed opportunity. And I'm sad about it. All I could say to that is just, you live and learn. I mean, yeah. Next time. So one thing I learned that night was how much my brain can get stuck in its ways. My brain just defaulted to the negativity that I have experienced created maybe in myself at these various events. But I also learned that my brain can get unstuck. Because after I did the play session with the older guy, I felt a lot better um, about everything, the club, the people, the kink community in general. And I'm also feeling more optimistic about finding a second slave husband. A part of me regrets not chatting up every man there to see where it could lead. But we're planning to go to the event next month because the vibe was so good at the last one. And I mean, there will likely be a lot of male subs there, probably more than in any other venue ever in Colorado. So this concludes our episode for today. In our next episode, in the spirit of Julian Blanc's motto, My Reality, My Rules. We're basically going to talk about how to form a kinky worldview of our own that we can use to shape our life together in this new phase of our relationship. So until next time, have a good week.